It was 2.45 a.m., and it was a cold and rainy Sunday afternoon in Tahoe, Oregon. I had just come across a mechanic I'd never seen before, and I needed to call in help. My partner's name is Josh. My name is Luke. The game is Monster Hunter Iceborne. I'm a podcaster. I host Hey everybody, uh, we're going to be talking about Monster Hunter Iceborne today. This is a uh, this is a interesting game. It's a monster hunting game, I suppose. That's why it's called Monster Hunter. It's kind of unique. What kind of genre would you call this game? I think actually it, it is. Uh, a lot of people have started calling it um, just the Monster Hunter genre because there are other games that have actually started aping it. Uh, I think prior to that, it was known as an action um, – like it, it was in the action-adventure genre or the action uh, action fight. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, Monster Hunter is sort of unique in, in terms of how it plays. This is a very well-received, uh, very positive-rated game on Steam made and published by Capcom. Yep. It has a Metacritic rating of 88, and I currently have about 76 hours on this game. How many do you have, Josh? I only have 39. Yeah, how many do you have in other games in this <laughs> franchise? About 140, 150. Well, there we go. Yeah. So I am new to this series, and Josh is not quite so much. And that's going to be relevant to our opinions on the mechanic that we're going to be talking about today. So one one thing I'm going to point out, though, uh, Monster Hunter is not actually about hunting monsters. It is about hunting dinosaurs. Yeah, they're called monsters, but in the game but they're not like creepy evil dark or bloody monsters they're just they're just very large this, animals this this is this is a jurassic park but with simulator. swords yeah it's definitely definitely more on the jurassic side of things yep. it's definitely definitely i'm saying definitely a lot it's, it's definitely, definitely a unique game in that aspect uh because you are a hunter in the most literal sense of the term uh seeking out materials and i guess uh supporting the local township in a lot of the games or in this yep. case a research camp in understanding the local fauna on this new island that you've discovered and it's also worth pointing out that especially prior to the Wii version um and i think even even a little bit after that like Monster Hunter did not have a good reputation in the, in the U.S. Um, it definitely had some diehard fans, uh, myself included, uh, though even I didn't really appreciate it until the Wii version, the version on the, uh, the PlayStation Portable, really, really hard to get into in certain spots. You had to, there was a lot of, there was no aim, uh, there was no, um, staff to targeting, which, uh, as, as I've said to Luke before, makes that a whole different game. Uh, but it, it was not super popular in, in the West prior to Monster Hunter World because it had a very unique control scheme and it played very weirdly. It's always been, uh, it's always had a reputation mm -hmm. for being very poor in the accessibility side of things. And, um, that's where Monster Hunter World actually takes a step up in that it is much more tailored for accessibility and bringing it um, a little more mainstream, and I think they've been very successful in that regard. I, I actually think par – partially it's definitely that. I actually think that we we have Dark Souls to thank slash blame for the popularity of Monster Hunter. I, I can I can agree with that because they both have that same, that same style of um, 
nearly insurmountable challenges that are are and also very obtuse interfaces. Yeah, that you have to actually work hard to overcome. Yeah. So with that being said, and I'm also going to say here, but that by the time this comes out, uh, hopefully my review of Monster Hunter World, which I'm going to say now, our series isn't going to be geared our our podcast is not going to be geared around reviews i made two reviews before we actually came to a conclusion on what we wanted to do in the future um i still have these two reviews made and i'm going to put them up we might um, as well yeah we might as well but you aren't going to see many of those but if you want to know more about this game it is a game i kind of fell in love with i've never been a big fan of the monster hunter franchise until this game go no, no, check we, that we, out we might do some Absolutely. more reviews now that now that we actually have a way to do them yeah, here and there we will probably do them, but they are not going to be a central tenant of this podcast. They, they will not be tenant of this podcast. I we we may do. I may start a splinter thing with some. some. Well, I mean, the spitball sessions in, in its generality is going to yes. be a lot of stuff. Yes, it's exactly. a passion project for us. Yes. All right. So anyway, what? Um, now that we've gotten sort of some of the stuff about the game itself out of the way, you want to talk a little bit about your feelings about the new expansion pack. Uh, actually, I wanted to save that till after we talk about the the mechanic. Okay, okay. So, so this is the this is the deal. Um, around the time that we started planning this particular episode, Iceborne came out. Yep. And we were going to talk about a specific mechanic in the original Monster Hunter world, which was the pyreflies. Yep. In the interim, Iceborne came out, and they've changed uh, quite a few things uh, in the gameplay for the PC version of Monster Hunter. And there's a lot to talk to about there. But I actually wanted to start out with, with our original topic, which was talking about one of the core features in, in the hunts in Monster Hunter World, and that's the Pyreflies. Yep. So when you're playing this game, generally with any Monster Hunter World, the, the entire cycle is is that you prepare for and then you go on a hunt to hunt down and then kill uh, one of the monsters. And in the process, you're in Monster Hunter World, you're looking for signs of the monster, usually footprints. Um, in some cre- uh, cases, it's like uh, mucus, Anjaneth drops mucus, the Gyrotodus drops um, muddy stuff, and they're illuminated by the pyreflies. And, and it's a bit of lore in Monster Hunter World that everybody's carrying a little uh, cage, which has a bunch of tiny little glowing green insects that help you to find components uh, well not components well yeah components and uh sign of the monsters that you're hunting and if there's anything that you you know about the existence you can bring up your map and the pyre and select a target and the pyreflies will become a navigating line to use to get to your your goal mm-hmm. now um josh and i are in kind of at odds about how we feel this mechanic works so Josh, why don't you start out? Tell okay. me about what you think about Pyreflies as a longstanding Monster Hunter fan. So I, I, I actually this is this is I actually took some notes before the show because I I actually have come around a bit on not the Pyreflies themselves, but on on some of the uh, some of the aspects surrounding the Pyreflies. Um, as far as the Pyreflies themselves, I don't really like them. I I I really don't, and. I have a couple of reasons. One, it's basically a bread a breadcrumb trail. I mean, if we're if we're going to that, but it, it adds an unnecessary sense of urgency to the missions, and I really don't like that. It feels like because I have this trail to follow, I should follow this trail, and I get so focused on following that. Tra- and and some of this is me. It's it's not necessarily a problem with the game, or that part isn't necessarily a problem with the game as much as it is with me. But when I have a trail just pulling me along. 
it makes it harder for me to stop and look around for mining areas and herbs and honey because I'm just like, well, I should be following this thing. And anytime I stop to turn around, I feel like I'm, I'm losing the trail. Um, and it's, and I realized this morning what it is that bugs me about it is, or, or why it is a solution to a problem that they didn't need to have, which is there's a lot of clutter in the game, which is nice. It makes the game look cool. It makes the game look realistic. But a lot of games that have that clutter have a very standardized way of looking at things. They have very standardized, you know, this will always be health. This is always how ammo pickups will look. Um, In other words, you're you're talking about the fact that they always are glowing. Well, there's that, which, I mean, what is the Pyreflies if not uh, a a narratively justified uh, glow? Well, you have to un- accept the fact that as far as uh, in-game identification glows go, it is a good excuse. It is a good excuse, and and I, I respect that. But also there is a standardization to the appearance of those things, and there is in the mining crystals, but they're also a lot better hidden than they are in the older games. And some of that's just because there is more stuff in the world. That being said, I have come around on part of it, which is – I actually really like the tracking mechanic and I can't, I kind of have come to realize that, you know, the more I think about it, there were also tricks to get around some of this stuff in the older Monster Hunter games. The older Monster Hunter games, because they were section based, you know, you'd have section one, section two, section three, section four, section five of the map, and you had these little tunnels and load screens between them. You would run into a section and if the auto lock didn't sh- turn on, you'd immediately run onto the next section. And as soon as the auto lock button appeared you'd say oh monsters in this section and then you'd go chase it down so there were tricks like that that we had before this is just a a slightly more obvious trick and if it didn't lead that sense of urgency i think i would actually like the pyreflies now see i i don't actually stand with you on that um and i'm not sure if that's just a, something in our nature but what when it comes to what you say about the um the pyreflies presenting this constant sense of urgency um i find it very easy to ignore them when i need to and actually get confused by what what direction i want to go in so um besides the fact that sometimes the directionality of them tends sometimes fails that, um, that's a big problem but that that can be annoying and i i agree with that um i i don't have that same problem that you do with it being just uh I think it also sort of leads to a weird reliance on them, though. Like you said, in that circumstance where they can't necessarily figure a path, I get lost too, which is weird. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess the th- one thing I want to argue against is what what you're calling clutter. I actually call a much more natural looking environment. When I look at any of the previous Monster Hunter games, they seem barren and they seem very much last gen. Well, they and are. This new game has. So much more richness and detail. It's I find it incredible that there's so much to to look at. And yeah, well, the previous one might call it clutter, but it it's much more like it's much more immersive in that regard as well. And I do feel like they they did find the need to put something in there to help people to see the type of things that they should be looking for. And the anything that's worth collecting or looking for is illuminated by the same pyreflies. It isn't always though and well I'll, I'll say two things i mean yes you're right the uh, the last gen is 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 a 
I can't necessarily say that it is last gen versus stylistic decision. They are very much arena. The, the previous Monster Hunter games were the world. The regions were very much arenas in which to fight bosses that also had some amount of visual visual additions. But yes, they were they were functional looking more than they were beautiful, and I, I will accept that. But also not always. Um, if you look at, for instance, Crystal Highlands, if you go, if you go look at Crystal Highlands, the one thing that everybody asks is, where are the mining places? Where are the mining places? Because they don't always get highlighted. Mining especially doesn't always get highlighted. Um, if you're in, or not Crystal, Coral Highland, whatever it is, the coral area. Um, mm-hmm. I find mining de- deposits especially don't get highlighted. The mining deposits are the things you need more than any of the other things. They don't show up on your map for reasons I don't understand. And they don't always get illuminated by the fireflies for reasons I don't understand. They absolutely do. I've seen, I've seen the mining node indications in the map several times. I've hunted them down. Uh, and they do get illuminated. They, they, they um, will show up on your map if you're in the same region, but if you're not in the same region, they don't show up. No, they do. I've, I've tracked to them from other regions. Absolutely. I just the other I, night. I they was, they I, don't I show. They don't show up in my map. Um, I get bone sure piles, but I do not. You've gotten. I mean, most of the mining regions are in the north and then the upper areas. Yeah. No. I. I. I it, it's a common thing. I mean, if you look it up on. I'll read it. Let me see what is it. Coral Highlands mining. Everybody's just like, I, can't, I walked around for half an hour. I can't find them. And they aren't showing up on the map. Uh, like, I, I don't have them show up on my map a lot of the time. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they show up looking with the, with the bone pile icon, but sometimes they don't show up. And I don't know why. I will, I will say, as far as the mining node icons, they look very similar to the bone pile icons. They do. I have noticed that. Uh, but I've never had a problem finding them on the map, hunting them down, and even using the the pyreflies to navigate to them. Well, maybe if you, if you use them with that, the pyreflies will go directly to them. When you're running by them, the pyreflies don't stop and and flash them. Oh, they! I've never had a problem with that. Yeah, it's, I I never have them flash them. I've I've trained myself to look for them, but I have not always. They they don't always do it. And it, anyway, it's well, it's specifically the mining nodes that's the problem because those are the things you need. More than any of the other, more than any of the others. Uh, no, bones are just as important, in my opinion, at least. It's like half the weapon tiers yeah, are bone related. But bone piles what, are everywhere now. Uh, yeah, that's true, especially in the late game. There's a lot more bone. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot more bone piles in the late game, and the uh the rotten veil specifically doesn't have any mining nodes at all. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that it's it's. It's a small problem, but it is a, it is, it is problems that feel like if they're going to do this, they should have thought through all of these at the same time. And again, I don't necessarily think they're, it's a terrible problem. It just feels like a brute force solution to a problem that they brought on themselves. And you're right. It, the world looks a lot prettier and a lot more rich and lived in. But I think, you know, for instance, they could make the crystals have an internal shine rather than just the pyreflies. They could, make the bone piles really big rather than just these little tiny piles. They could make the herbs be taller than the surrounding areas or have big flowers on. Like there are things you can do to draw the attention a little more than they did. Not a lot, just a little. Uh, see, I still don't, I don't completely agree. I, I feel like 
they chose a solution that in in my mind works really well. Definitely much better than the handler yelling at you every five minutes about something that she wants you to do. Um, but yeah, but that's I, not that's not really fair because she she's an addition, not a replacement. An addition. I mean, she is additional to the pirate. It's not like you could have the fireflies or the handler. Well, I was I wasn't talking specifically. I, I, I like she the doesn't handler. do anything related to the fireflies. If it was her constantly telling me where stuff was, that would get annoying fast. I like the handler. She's nice. She <laughs> likes you. you. Would. Anyway, I mean, she's annoying, but she likes you. She's friendly. Yeah. So uh, besides that, um, I I do feel like there's a lot being told to you by the fireflies. They they warn you of combat. They change color. They're they're necessary for the end game monsters as well. Are they? They are. Um, what are we considering end game monsters? I'm sorry. What? What are you considering end game monsters? Because we haven't even made it halfway through the mission. Ah, uh, the hardened stuff. Uh, there, uh, and it's not exactly called hardened, but it's it's a specific tier of monsters that are the um yeah the the, the, the plus the plus tier yeah and they're 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 stuff that you have to do to be able to to hunt them. It's a little different from the others and it, it changes the color of your pyroflies. It's, oh. um, there's a lot. I that's love researching that. that stuff. Yeah. I, and I, I want to say that generally speaking, I feel like this mechanic ties in really well with the system because, um, I, it, it's, it makes something that wouldn't normally stand out, stand out in a world that looks natural and inviting. Uh, and, you could probably do without it. You could do the things that you recommend, but um, I feel like they were well-conceived and a good solution to something that's not as much of a problem as you make it out to be, in my opinion. I I don't necessarily think it's an opinion. I don't necessarily think it's a problem, but then they're solving something that isn't a problem with something that I don't like. So I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt in saying they were trying to solve a problem rather than just they were adding needless stuff in the first place but I, I mean this is a mechanic that never existed before i don't think you ever had to hunt down tracks in any previous monster hunter world no you did had to, you you had to go out and find the monsters based on where you where like there were characteristics about them that would lead you to think oh they're like they would give you yeah, information that was about pretty the much monsters. it you would you would wander the environment as you got better at understanding the monsters you would go to their locations and there's still a little bit of that because when you hunt any monster, you can just go straight to where they're going to end up because you know that they have a, a general yeah and and, and circuit and in the but, and for the most part it is I mean for the most part it feels like monster like it feels like monster hunter it took me a while to even figure that out but it does like yes they have basic nests and they have roots and they have patterns and they have places they go and I like the you know I like the parts of it that feel like monster hunter and I don't. Like, it's not like I hate the pyreflies. I think they are a good, they're a decent solution to something that is, it's just. It's I, not even a solution. I, I believe it's a, an additional mechanic to expand the game because just I, going out, uh, they were adding to the, the basics. Well, it's, cycle an, it's of an additional Hunter. mechanic for something that they wouldn't need that mechanic for if it was a less. If it was or less, if it was if it was more in line with what you expect a Monster Hunter game to be. Well, no. If it just if it was more if if the world was not so full of things, and I get like that's the thing that you like about it, and it is a beautiful game. It's just that like whether you want to call that an, an addition or a clutter, like either way, that's what it's there to 
to ameliorate is not loot getting lost in a giant overgrown forest. Well, I mean, I mean, but think about this particular fact. Um, if it was played like a regular monster hunter, you still wouldn't need those pyreflies well, because you just wander around until you came across the monster and fight it. You don't need the pyreflies to do that because the monsters are gigantic. They're the biggest thing that you're going to come across. Right. And that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. You don't need so, them. You don't even need them technically, but they do add a specific feature, and that is the um, tracking. Yeah, Not no. Not specifically and it, hunting, the tracking side of that, which I think adds a lot of depth to the game, which has always had a very shallow play cycle. The The gameplay itself, the combat mechanic and fighting the monsters is very deep, but the actual cycle itself has been, in my opinion, shallow. And I think the tracking aspect... I guess this is what I've been trying to get myself around to to figuring out what I was thinking of. The tracking aspect, that singular addition to the game, adds a ton to the depth of the game well, and actually keeps me coming back. Tracking to find them, I think, is, is more has changed. But I mean, there was already the part where you would have to use. Uh, I mean, before you had to use paintballs and you had to hit the monster while they were while you were out there by throwing a paintball. And oh if you yeah, missed keep them, them. You missed keep them. them on track. Yeah, yeah. or to keep keep an idea of where they are. And if you lost them, then you'd have to run around and find them again. But if you couldn't find them, that would give them time to recuperate. Recuperate. And I think for me, that's why the pyreflies give me such a sense of urgency and why I don't ever feel the time to stop is because the instant the pyreflies take off, I'm still used to that paintball thing of if you don't run after them immediately, the paintball is going to wear off. And for me, like that was part of what made that game cool. All all they eliminated from that is the fact that it would wear off, but the monsters still do recuperate if they give if you give them any time at all. True, they slowly recover health as soon as they're sleeping or as soon as they're eating something. Well, it doesn't wear off, and also you you don't have to redo it, and you don't have to hit them. Which hitting them in general is easier because they've put in a aiming mechanic, which makes the game a lot easier. Well, that those aspects of it, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It also makes um, bows and guns usable. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love my heavy gun. All right. So I think that covers pretty much what we wanted to talk about for the... um, The Pyreflies. The Pyreflies. And I'm not going to argue the fact, uh, I will concede this much, it is sometimes that screen is so very cluttered and there's so much noise on your screen that um, it's a very busy game. That, That much is true. It's a very busy game. And, and I will agree with you that it, it is also a very pretty game. And, and I am glad that they have made it not just arenas with, with stuff stuck on it. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, and I think that for us is, is where this foot is always going to be is you really like that it's lush and I liked the old, the old look and everything that's built around that is where we're going to have weird mechanical confusions as well. Yeah. So, um, moving on. But, oh, I will say, but to, oh, sorry, go ahead. to make, you know, to sort of give people an, an idea of how very built on the old games that I am, you know, just so people can understand when I say that the, this, this is a major issue for me. I've also got mad because they changed the timing on the antidote to work in the middle of the animation rather than at the start of the animation. Um, so, I'm very keyed in on the very, very small things about this game because the thing is, when you've played these games for so long, you become very, very used to very specific mechanics. 
So while this is a very small thing, and I understand why people who haven't played these games will think these are very small things, to people who've played a lot of these games, it becomes very, very, very major things. TLDR, Josh is sensitive to change. I think, well, partially that, but also I think partially it is very much a very, it is a game about timing and precision. um, So the other thing we wanted to talk about very quickly is, um, as I said before, Ice Hunter broke on the scene as we were planning this Iceborne, Ice Hunter, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, which is the latest expansion. And it's also a bit of a patch, which is I thought was really nice. Um, Well, only for you PC players. Uh or keyboard players. Uh, uh, well, yes. I mean, we're we're gonna cover that. Um, the the first thing that I noticed about this is this is definitely not an expansion that was a segment of the game that was reamed off and then saved for a DLC. The game itself is complete on its own. Oh yeah, totally. The expansion adds so much. Iceborne adds a whole new region, a bunch of new monsters, a bunch of new weapons and armor. And on top of that, they updated the mechanics of the game. Now, if you listen to my review on Monster Hunter, you will note that I I com- commented on and complained about the fact that even though the game's controls were better, improved from the previous series, um, that there were a little poorly implemented for the PC controls, the keyboard and mouse mouse specifically that there were some strange combinations now they have patched the game i have spent more money to keep playing this game i had to buy my mouse my my mouse a new wife i had to buy my mouse a new wife i had to buy my wife a new mouse um because they added um controls that utilize the two side buttons they added a lot to the control uh the input keys you can do a lot more with the input keys and they changed around the key combinations a little bit so that they're easier to use, which I thought was a major improvement. I am now having to get to used to the new key controls because they changed up a ton, but I'm super happy about that. Also, they implemented DirectX 12, and the game looks even better. Absolutely gorgeous. Well, I don't think I can run DirectX 12, but uh, meanwhile, for the for the for us controller users. Uh, I've always thought that the game plays very well, and it plays very, very similar to the old games, including the uh, Y, B, and uh, right trigger being exactly the same here as it is in in the other in the previous two games. Um, but they did give they did let us now change our radial menus, so that's that's the only real thing I can think of. I don't, th- I still don't think you can reorder the other men. The the they changed uh, for the PC. They changed how you use the radial menu. It used to be that it was completely unusable, and you had to use a keyboard style radial menu with the F, uh, the function keys. But they've changed uh, that up now, and you can actually use your mouse to uh, manipulate the radial menu. But the the you still can't reorganize the 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 one in the lower right corner, which is the only one I ever use anyway, because I don't have time to deal with the radial menu. <laughs> Um, but that's still annoying because I still have to go halfway around the thing to hit the Vigor Wasp and then halfway back around to use stamina. But what you gonna do? In general, yeah, in, in general, that, the, I, I would really like them to change that. If that's the one thing that I could get them to change in a patch, would be letting me reorganize that. Part. Or maybe there's a, excuse me, or maybe there's a way to do it I haven't found yet, but. That was probably my number, still my number one pet peeve in this game. Oh, you want to talk about the claw, don't you? I don't yeah. like, well, I like the claw. I like the claw in theory, 
My one issue with it is that you don't have – so we should talk. The Clutch Claw is a new mechanic slash new weapon that, that was introduced in, in the Iceborne expansion. Uh, it lets you aim at a monster and then grab onto the monster and it will pull you towards them. And then from there you can uh, either direct the monster by sli- swiping them with your claw. You can do a weapon attack, uh, which basically works the same as um, several of the Katana slash uh, Insect Glaive attacks. Uh, yes. Or you can plant all of your um, slinger ammo, basically use it like a grenade. Um, More than that, you you fire off all of your slinger ammo to propel the monster into a wall. Theoretically, if you're near enough to a wall. Um, well, you got to face them. They cover a lot of ground. They do. Uh, I did not manage to knock mine into the wall, but also then you have to replenish your slinger ammo, which I didn't realize. Um, but – Hey, it did 150 damage in one shot. So I was, I was pleased with that anyway. Uh, but that being said, the one thing that I'm not a big fan of is the fact that you don't have invincibility frames while you're in the air, which means that you can be caught out of the air by the monster. Yes. So you didn't actually do the tutorial, did you? Uh, because I, they tell you that you're supposed to make the monster flinch before you try to, to, uh, to grip shot. Yeah. I, did, I didn't bother with the tutorial. Cause just, you have to, you have to have it flinched or stunned or something like that. Otherwise it will beat the snot out of you for trying well if, if if you get it from behind you don't need to especially if you get it in the leg you can just grab it and immediately attack it but if you're going anywhere near its face or its tail it can whip you out of the air um and i yeah, i mean it's a it's a big moving monster that doesn't want you around it well, of course it's going to smack you in the face with its tail well i wouldn't i wouldn't mind it smacking you with its tail once i'm onto it but i feel like while you're while you're if, if for example i'm grabbing onto its leg and i'm flying by its mouth it should not be able to reach down and bite me as I'm flying by, it should have to wait until I've attached to it. Uh, That's where I, I think draw the that line. might have been um, to avoid manipulation because you could use that to to cover a lot of ground free of. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure that's. Ex- I'm sure that is exactly what it is because yes, I would otherwise. I would basically use it like an insect glaive and never be on the ground. Of course, you can't really do that. I mean, they've already that, that thing takes a hefty amount of stamina. Yes, that it does. And that's, that's actually my, my major complaint about that thing is considering how little stamina it takes to jump on the back of one of these monsters and stab it repeatedly and then do a finishing move or at least knock it to the ground with a finishing style move. The fact that, um, that when you're using the, the grip glaive or whatever it's called, the claw glaive, the claw shot to grab on, it drains your stamina at a ridiculous rate. I think they need to cut that back a little. Well, you're, 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 you're also, well, you can only mount a monster two or three times in a game or in, uh, in a hunt. Whereas I, I can, know I can clutch claw pretty, pretty much any time. I, I just feel like, uh, it's, it's very close to the mounting mechanics and in, in no way shares any, any comparability I, to it. I don't know that it's it kind is of weird it, to me. Cause A, you're not riding on their back, but B, um, I don't know. You have to knock a monster over before you can mount it. Or no, you, have, you don't. Or you have to jump onto the back from – You uh, have to jump onto the monster to mount it. From a height. Yeah. But but you can also just knock it down and, and then jump on it that way. But, I mean, with my with my katana, I almost can't ever – I can't ever mount a monster with, with my katana unless I get – unless I get really lucky. I've managed to mount it a couple times. Like, if you're using a hammer, if you're using a bagpipe, you're not going to be able to mount the monster. It's really an insect glaive and a couple other weapons that really can do it. No, if uh, you just have to be at a high level for any any ground based weapon, any weapon that doesn't. Well, yes, if you could jump on it off a cliff, but that's also you're not going to get them near cliffs very often either. Well, I've done it several times. I've done it a ton with my uh, charge blade. Okay, the, the charge blade may be one of the other weapons that can do it fairly regularly, but 
No, I have to be on an elevated surface to do it, but yeah. I don't ever get near elevated surfaces because then you have to climb up them and that takes time. And No, not really. I mean, I'm doing it all the time. Maybe it's just because I'm I'm playing with my wife most of the time, but I've I've never really – there's the world is rife with, with places that you can run up the side of and jump onto a monster or a cliff edge that you can jump off of and, yeah, and I don't, do a strike in the I, air. I don't know. It has a chance of – that, mounting. That's because you're distracted. You have somebody distracted them. If I try to climb up a cliff, they will bite me as I'm climbing the cliff. I um, I'm talking about the even like the the shoulder high ones that you just pull yourself up to, and it's like a they can like grab you off of those. Well, yeah, but you you also have your 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 uh, feline companion to to help you with that. As I, well. I don't find they distract them very often. They don't usually do enough damage to draw aggro. Yeah, you should probably try the um I just, the shield. I I use I use the method called stand under the creature's legs and keep hitting it and then back off and cl- and then slash the tail a ton. Yeah, that that tends to work for outright damage. Yeah, it's 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 pretty quick. I I I just I don't use mon- I I didn't use uh climbing on their back very often. I like in general I like the clutch claw. Um I like being able to get up high. I I'm not a big fan of being able to grab it out of the air. I don't, I also don't think the stamina thing surprises me all that often because the stamina thing in the older games, stamina mitigate, stamina mitigation and management was, the, was the game. Like figuring yeah. out how to mitigate. Cause I'll tell you what, at one point they gave away like a thousand energy drinks in, uh, Generations Ultimate and that game gets real easy if you actually use those. Mm. I believe it. Cause you can literally just, your stamina never depletes. All right, so um, I guess that's everything we wanted to say about Monster Hunter. Sure. So I did we talk about overall feelings for the game? I like the game. I think we've talked about it, we've talked about it uh, a few times already, but yeah, I, I suppose that's true. I definitely enjoyed it. So uh, thank you all of you out there for listening to this uh, Spitball Sessions Jam Session. Spitball Jam Session. Take the time to rate and share the show on your podcast platform of choice it's how we get uh, the word out and we want to spread out we want to spread the word yeah we want to spread the word about the um please rate and share the show uh get the word out there uh that's how we're gonna get uh, known thanks again for watching listening all that fun stuff insert rap music here thank you for listening to another spitball jam session we hope you enjoyed the show the intro song was Fallen Down by Oasis. The outro song is Words for Arabella by Maybe She Will. And tune in again in two weeks for another Spitball Jam sessions about Duskers. Good night, all.